Hello and welcome to Filmy Casuals. I'm Gumby. And I'm Joe. And we talk about movies. So this is our first podcast. Um, we kind of had an idea to make a podcast because Joe and I talk and watch a lot of movies. We've really been doing it since Movie Pass was a thing. Yeah, that godforsaken <laughs> movie subscription. Ten bucks a month, unlimited movies. Yeah, that was gonna ever work out, but we got in early and it worked out for us. Uh, we definitely made the most of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'd see like uh, we'd see at least a movie a week. That Absolutely. was like minimum. Usually, it was like two or three, and we really put that to work. Um, we were half the reason they went bankrupt. Probably it was our fault. Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah. So ever since then, we've just gone to theaters and seen a lot of movies um and now we use like amc a list i work at a movie theater so i can get free movies um but the movie theater i work at kind of doesn't play a lot so yeah we we talk about this all the time anyways and thought a podcast would be a good way to actually share that yeah good way to put it yeah that's fair i mean we yeah we're like we talk about it anyways might as well record it put it online other people can listen to it um so yeah, our I think our goal for this is just to have fun, talk about movies. Um, we're gonna talk about like news, uh, new movies coming out, what we think about movies. Um, we we want to do like a movie club kind of thing where it's like a book club but for movies. Where like after a podcast, we go watch a movie and come back the next podcast and talk about what we thought about it. It's only a max three hour commitment. Not a 500-page book, I promise. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it, I guess. <laughs> um, and we'll do, at the end of the podcast, we'll do like a movie review of a movie, a recent movie we've seen. Usually ones we've seen in theaters, specifically. Yeah, that we've both seen. The newer, probably either came out that week or the week before or something like that. Or other notable mentions. Um, so let's check out... We'll get in right into the new movies this week. Um, we're using Rotten Tomatoes as of the twenty fifth release date. Of we'll, we'll do January popularity. Um, the last full measure. I actually don't remember this one. Do you remember like a? I got nothing. Yeah, let's read. Uh, Who was that? Chris Pratt. No, it was no, not that's Chris not Pratt. Chris Pratt. That is uh, that Sebastian Stan. Oh, it's Bucky. Christopher Plummer and William Hurt, Ed Harris, Samuel L. Jackson. I like how he was like the fifth, fifth one writer. down. It's like, oh, the, <laughs> that's a minor character for one sure. Of the biggest names is just there. Uh, last full measure tells the true story of a Vietnam War hero, William H. Pitsenberger. Something like that. A Let's U.S. That. Air Force pararescue man, also known as a PJ medic, who Personally served, personally saved over sixty men during rescue mission on during a rescue mission on April eleventh, nineteen sixty six. He was yeah. offered the chance to escape on the last helicopter out of a combat zone, heavily under fire, but he stayed behind to save and defend the lives of his fellow soldiers. Of probably the, not my kind of movie. I'm not really yeah. usually into a lot of the war movies. I don't. But, uh, I mean, they can be really good. Yeah, sure. I I don't remember seeing a trailer for this. Maybe I'd have to watch the trailer to like give my first impressions. It has a sixty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's one a of ninety six audience score though. Yeah, that's I mean, decent. I don't know. I feel like people that see war movies like war movies, and they'll that's see war movies. Like I don't know. I've seen a lot of good war movies, but I usually just see good movies that happen to be war movies yeah. and not really war movies. <laughs> Very true. Because, you know, true. 1917 was good. Um, Hexar Ridge was great. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I really need to see that. Uh, that one Christopher Nolan movie, Dunkirk. Yeah, mm. yeah, there you go. Yeah, Dunkirk was phenomenal. I cannot think of the name for that. Um, Dunkirk was a lot like 1917, where, like, half of the value of the movie was how good the movie was shot and and done. Right. Not the actual story. <laughs> the actors, the, the sh- <laughs> it shot, like, insane. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, you got Roger Deakins on 1917 being one of the best, if not the best, cinematographer. Yeah. Uh, the Turning. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, a horror movie. 
<sighs> based obviously based on the name, starring Mackenzie Davis, Finn Wolfhard, and Brooklyn Price. Prince. Prince. Jolie Richardson. Yeah, you guys will get used to this. We are not horror people. Yeah. I was I saw five of the of last year's top ten on IMDb, and I was impressed that I even saw five of them. Because yeah. we are not into horror stuff. <laughs> it's funny because we'll go see like we love thriller movies, right? Oh, yeah. But we're we're we always make sure it's not horror. <laughs> like it's a horror based, we're both gonna pass. The the most recent horror movie I saw was Us, and I, I'm like, good movie. I Kind of didn't want to actually see it though. Like <laughs> afterwards, I'm like, I probably wouldn't have gone if I really knew what I was getting myself into. And you haven't even seen Get Out, have you? No. Which I heard that's probably less horror than us. Yeah, there's I've... a couple moments that are like meant to be scary, but they're nothing that <laughs> severe. Whereas us really gets creepy a couple times. Right. I'd probably give it a try. So basically, this is a. I actually saw this trailer few too many times. I think. I don't know why I saw this trailer She's so pretty much just going in to be a nanny, right? Yeah, and she goes like, in to be a nanny, and the house ends up being haunted, and I think... By an ex-nanny? Something. That, that's what the trailer suggests. Um, it says, uh, For more than 100 years, a deep haunting ta- tale has been passed down to terrify audience. What? Okay. Oh, because it's based off like a book or something. I'm pretty sure. Um, a newly appointed nanny charged with taking care of two disturbed orphans. Quickly, though, she discovers that both children in the house are harboring dark secrets and things may not as they may not be as they appear. I, I watched a review on this, and the guy, the uh, Chris Stuckman, which is the basically the only reviewer I watched because oh, I don't yeah. watch a ton of movie reviews. He basically said that this movie didn't really go anywhere, <laughs> and it was just kind of a not movie, which, I don't know. He said it had the, I think he said the ideas were all right, but it just didn't really do anything. So, that's a movie that not, neither of us plan on seeing, so. Yeah, if you guys see it, let us know. <laughs> don't, we're not going to do a review on that. Um, The Gentleman with Ma- Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hun- Hunnam. Hunnam? Um, oh, by the way, The Turning had a 13% Rotten Tomato score and a 14% user score or audience score. So, which for a horror movie, horror movie only having a 13 or 14% audience rating is like horror movie fans go see horror movies, they don't really care if it's good or not. But if if horror movie (laughs) fans don't like a horror movie, you know it's a bad movie, yeah. Um, so, The Gentleman, starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunman, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, and Eddie Marson, it looks like. Um, this looks rather funny. I don't remember if I saw you haven't a seen trailer trailers? on this. I might This have. looks pretty hilarious. I know, like, the big tagline is, like... Bringing comedy back to American gangster or whatever like that. Oh, or, that's or kind gangster of comedy. Oh, whatever. it's directed by Guy Ritchie. Um, and written by him, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I think this will definitely be the ones we make sure to catch while it's still in theaters. Yeah, I'll probably try to see this. Uh, the Gentleman follows American expat Mickey Pearson, played by Matthew McConaughey, who built a highly profitable marijuana empire in London. When word gets out that he's been looking to cash out of the business forever it triggers plots schemes bribery and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain out from under him that actually sounds like i might have seen the trailer for that i don't really remember though all right um i have too many tabs open um and then a bunch of other movies that aren't really that big we probably won't go into all the one but one of the interesting ones is Cats 2020, but this isn't the live action cats. This is looks <laughs> like the people that made um, oh, what's that called? Oh yeah, Life of Pets. Life of Pets. Yeah, which, Secret Life of Pets. But the weird thing is, there's no ratings for this, so I don't know if it it's it was supposed to come out yesterday, January 24th, and there's no reviews on it, and it looked like no one saw it, so I don't know if it's actually out. It's kind of confusing, but that was kind of funny that there's two Cats movies that both came out. And, <laughs> wait, no, Cats came out in 2019, didn't it? The yeah, it one. technically was. The live action one was 2019. I think it was Christmas, actually. 
is when it came out. Yeah, and I'm still disappointed. That it was supposed to be, um, shoot, I can't think of the the musical with the witch, Wicked. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It was supposed to be Wicked, but they decided that they wanted a live action Cats, which clearly made the right choice. I think I saw an article saying they were gonna probably lose like 131 million off of it. Yeah, I mean, like, which sucks because they're probably like just equate that to being a musical and not yeah what the horror they not did the abomination that it was um so next week next week we have what do we got what do we got what do we got this is i opened up i only found two important ones i think what is that january 31st yeah so the very last yeah, day january, of january 30th 31st the rhythm section this stars blake lively um and dude law looks like yeah where this I, I remember trailers about this this is where um her family's uh tragically killed in a plane crash and she goes on a path of destruction to uh avenge her family because she oh. finds out it wasn't an accident it's the trailer I, I was really put off by the trailer it just didn't really makes sense i think i don't know it's it's another one of those movies i think it reminds me of atomic blonde where they are like attempting to make jason Bourne or 007-esque movies with female leads right which can work absolutely but like it also has to not feel like it's meant to be the same movie. Yeah, like with a female. I, I kind of liked Atomic Blonde. Red Sparrow was kind of like that too. And yeah, that, Red Sparrow I, I was very like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like undercover and not so much like big right. Action, that was definitely more like movie. Black Widow instead of James Bond. But yeah, it I, they can be fun. But this one just like it seems weird that she's all of a sudden really good at martial arts and guns and all that when it didn't seem like she it seemed like she was just kind of a regular person it literally says in the like um description for the movie she's an ordinary woman (laughs) so her like she does some crazy stunts in the trailer and it's just it it didn't make sense to me i don't we'll see how that does i feel like it's not going to do very well yeah i'm not gonna write it off yet but it doesn't look great and then gretel and hansel starring Sophia Lillis, Sammy Leakley, and some other people that don't really seem to this be. This is the big. other big movie next week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard about this at all. I, I, I saw some uh, posters at work for it. So this is Hansel and Gretel, but Gretel and Hansel instead. It, I haven't seen a trailer for this. But we. Um, so the. Description is a long time ago in a distant fairy tale countryside, a young girl leads her brother into a dark wood in desperate search of food and work, only to stumble upon a nexus of terrifying evil. So Hansel and Gretel, but it's <laughs> Gretel and Hansel because they, I don't know, they want, didn't want to c- get confused with other Hansel and Gretel <laughs> movies. That's the weirdest, like, I don't know. the The title alone is off putting. Yeah, it's Gretel and Hansel, a grim fairy tale. Like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like what do you, what exactly is it you're going for? Yeah, I, that makes it different other than just the title. We'll we'll see, but I I again I won't see it because it's a horror movie. <laughs> it probably won't that do very well rating, like base. But horror movies make a lot of money. It doesn't really matter what they get rated, and that's why there's so many horror movies. So yeah, that's January for you. Oh, and Jose, which I don't has a ninety one percent, but it looks like it's. I have no idea what this is. It's not rated, so it sounds like it's not that big. So yeah, that's uh January where it, there's n- not a lot of great movies are released in January. Um, there have been some notable ones like nineteen seventeen, which wasn't really released in January. Just Mercy. Yeah, it was just the wide release was in January, wasn't it? Right. The actual full one. Yeah, because they try they need to make sure they got in before the Oscars. Yeah. So their release Which clearly worked. <laughs> yeah, it really did. I don't I don't know. I, I feel like they sh- they could have released during Christmas and done all right, but I don't know. It's hard to tell because there are a lot of other big movies around that time. Speaking of nineteen seventeen with their Oscar noms. We'll move forward to movie news, and one of the things we wanted to mention 
is we are doing a separate podcast specifically for the Oscar nominations. We're going to make sure that gets out well in advance to the actual event so that it is not a complete waste of time to listen to. Right. But we'll get to it. We're just not going to talk about it tonight. Yeah, that'll be a, we're trying to do like the regular format for the first episode. And then this Oscar episode is going to be like a special episode. It might be longer than normal. We're trying to keep these around an hour or so. All right. Movie news. Um, so Netflix acquired rights to Studio Ghibli, which is <clears throat> the likes of My Neighbor Totoro, Ponyo, Spirited Away, a whole handful of fantastic animated movies. And Spirited Away is arguably the most like critically acclaimed one of all of them. And I'm not sure if I have. I know when each of them are coming. I believe they're planning on doing like a like staggered release of them throughout the year or whenever they gain the rights like officially to be uh, airing them. But uh, definitely recommend Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, the other two that I named earlier. A lot of the studio's movies have been phenomenal every step of the way. Yeah, I have only seen Totoro and it was amazing. I'm. Like these are people consider these the best like Japanese animated films yeah. of all time. It's kind of made its own class where I think when we saw Weathering with You last week, right? The director had like a note at the end of it where he was talking about how when they made your name, because the director of Weathering with You is the same guy that made your name. Um <clears throat> when they made your name, they were talking like a lot of the studio people were talking about how they didn't know if another studio could make a movie as good as Studio Ghibli could. Right. Because it just hadn't been done before because Studio Ghibli have always just been so notorious for dominating the animated movie like scene, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, I d- don't know his name. Probably couldn't pronounce it if I did. Um, the guy, the director for Your Name and Weathering With You released Your Name and You know, it was phenomenal. I haven't seen it, but that's what I've heard. It's incredible. (laughs) And he was talking about how the reason it did so well is because they picked up Studio Ghibli animators and people. Right. Studio Ghibli had just gone under. Yeah. It's it's the year before they made your name. It's on like from what I've heard that he made a bunch of other animated movies kind of like your name, but none of them really took off. And then he made your name and blew up insane. Changed the whole game. Um. Terry Jones from Monty, Monty Python passed away. I honestly haven't seen a whole lot of Monty Python. He is the classic always look on the bright side of life dude. Yeah, which I, I've heard that and that's a good one for sure. I need I definitely need more Monty Python in my life. All right. Is that for it for news? That's it for news. All right. You want to take a little short break? No. OK, well, we're going to take a little short break. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. All right, so now we're going to get into, like, random movies and shows we've watched, not necessarily reviews or, like, Honestly, you saying Digimon during the break is not leaving my head. I don't know. Theme song is just we're, on we're, repeat We're right talking now. about Temtem, which is, like, a Pokemon kind of clone, and I, I was saying how I, lo- I like Digimon because that's the only kid show I had when I was a kid. <sighs> Yeah, I was arguing that Pokemon, I don't know if Temtem could top it because I just love Pokemon so much. And you went into this Digimon thing, and now it's just, yeah. I just can't See, get out of my head. When I was a kid, I didn't have cable TV, and Digimon was the only show I had. <laughs> I couldn't watch Pokemon, I had to watch the off-brand version. <laughs> I think some Digimon people would be very offended by that statement. Yeah, and then Yu-Gi-Oh would come on and be like, oh, this is a weird show. I don't know. Like, people like Yu-Gi-Oh. No one watched Digimon. I was the only one that watched Digimon. Anyways, on to movies or TV shows or really whatever we've kind of been watching as of late. 
Yeah. And one of my top picks is The Witcher. I mean, your only pick. It's the only thing you've watched last month. Okay, I don't watch a lot of TV. I, like, if I'm if I'm home, I'm usually playing video games or watching YouTube or usually both at the same time. Or but, Twitch. Or Twitch. Specifically Pay Money Wubby. Yes, but <laughs> I don't really watch movies outside of movie theaters because I'm just so accustomed to it. And, like, I'm not going to watch movie movies on my, like, little uh, computer screen or my phone. We have a nice TV upstairs, but, like, that's too much walking. Now, I'll give credit where it's due, though. If you were going to watch one show in the last month, this was probably the right show, because The Witcher was actually fantastic. Right, it really was. Like <laughs> You just do- dove into the books at this point, too. Yeah, I, start, so I started the first, uh, or I finished the first audiobook. I still need to get the second one. But I haven't played any of the games. I never read any of the books before this. And I was really looking for that. That Game of Thrones itch that kind of just s- turned into more of a rash at the end of uh, <laughs> season eight. For some, for some, mm. I liked it. It was okay, but it was it. definitely under. It was definitely not what it should have been, and it I think definitely everyone... wasn't as good as the first five seasons. But I don't <laughs> yeah. hate it nearly as much as most of the community it's does. Fair, but <clears throat> The Witcher definitely has its faults. Um, it. Some of the what's going on is kind of confusing. Um, they really didn't touch on the time jump thing well enough because, like, yeah. they never really acknowledged the fact that the time is not like it's not concise, yeah. And I think they should have at least done something because it really doesn't take away from the show, I think it just makes it easier to watch. I don't think it. There was never like a big surprise that the time, like because the time split ups were happening, that like there was a big reveal at any right. point. Like there, it didn't seem to help. Anything. It was cool. It was a cool. I liked how they used it, but it hiding that fact didn't yeah. improve the show at all. Um, but the good, the things I like about The Witcher are the team really seems to just love this book, yeah. loves these books. They like Henry Cavill, Cavill. Cavill? I don't know uh, however he says. I've heard name. both. Honestly, I'm not sure which one's actually right. <laughs> Superman. Um, <laughs> he he loves the games. He was he he called his agent like every day. He's like, hey, you get that Witcher show yet? Hey, you get me scheduled <laughs> for that Witcher audition yet? Hey, you know, I heard they're doing a Witcher show. I really want in on it. And the team really seems to like the books. They even like did like Reddit AMAs and like were active in the Reddit sub like community, which was really cool to I see. I didn't know that happened. That's cool. Because like that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, trying to make sure it's for the audience that they're going for. And right. not so much like making it and hoping it's good enough. They're, they're making it with the audience. Basically. Yeah. This isn't some kind of money grab on the game of Thrones thing, which it could be, but the, the, Team behind it. Even if it is, they've done it so well, it doesn't matter right. at this point. The team has so much passion behind this that I I really think season two is going to just take this and be so much better on top of that. Because yeah. they'll probably get bigger budgets, bigger everything, because it just it just blew up. So. Truly. Well, going forward with this whole segment, we're kind of omitting Gumby from it. Because, again, he's watched nothing else in the last month other than the more in-theater movies we'll touch on later. Um, movie I watched earlier in the week was mid nineties. This came out, I believe last summer, something like that. Didn't come on in the nineties. No, like 95. Yeah, no, it right came out the, the year middle. I was born. Thank you uh, for that. Yeah. No, it's basically just a kid growing up in <laughs> a shittier part of town and just having kind of an asshole of an older brother and just dealing with his life. It's, it's, it's a very much a slice of life movie that when you watch it, you, will get something out of it if you try to. Like You'll find a lot of lessons, you'll find a lot of morals to it, you'll find a lot of value from it, but you have to kind of look for it. It doesn't shove it in your face, but it tells you kind of a fun story about some characters you really start falling for. Um, beyond that, though, within like two weeks, I wrapped up the entirety of Cowboy Bebop. I started it probably three years ago with my brother, and we tried to watch it together for a lot of that. And got halfway through the season and completely stopped. We just fell out of it. And I kept getting closer and wanted to wanted to get back to it and give it another shot. Finally got around to it and I couldn't stop. I watched multiple, multiple episodes a day 
and it was more than worth it, and I wish I hadn't waited so long. Yeah, I, I need to finish it. I started that a while ago, and I... No, just restart it. Don't yeah, finish it. Restart right, it. Right, <laughs> yeah, I probably will at this point. It's one of those... It's definitely a show where, like, it's kind of, like, similar, where you... They don't put the message in your face. Yeah. You can just watch it as just some bounty hunters doing some crazy stuff in space. And it's, sure. it's, it's fun. It's a riot. The characters are great. But if you really watch the show, it, it really d- dives into how much they meant to each other and how much like they had gone through before they met each other and together. Yeah. Was, I mean, just on the base level, I love the animation style. It just, I, it's like anime, but I feel like it's definitely different Yeah, where it's, I don't know more. I liked it better than a lot of other stuff, and uh, the voice acting is crazy. Oh yeah, the dub is insane. I know we watch a dub, but this is one of the animes that kind of gets an exception yeah, the because ones. the dub is just so good. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there's a. It reminds me of Weathering with you. If you see that dub, you don't have to worry that the dub is yeah great. Like they have like triple A actors. Yeah, truly, like, Allison Brie top names in was there. like the top name there, and which is. Interesting. And then beyond that, my roommate and I have been tearing through the good place to catch up. We, I believe the final episode comes out. Is it? I think it's next weekend. The final like finale or whatever like that. It might be tonight. I don't know. But we're just waiting for it all to be done. And then we're going to wrap up the last four episodes. But that's, I don't know. I think most people know about the good place at this point. It's yeah. a really good just comedy in heaven slash hell. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, I, that's another one where I think I watched the first two seasons and then I got I forgot where I was, uh, so I never like got back into it. Oh. I just forgot what episode I was on. I, I misunderstood you as you lost track of like which location you were in, yeah. and I'm like, wait, what does that have to do? I with forgot it? where <laughs> I was in life, and uh, I couldn't. And the I good couldn't. place wasn't getting me back on track. No, do it. it really wasn't. So that about wraps it up for what we've seen recently, just casually. And that moves us on to Movie Book Club. We're just going to call that Movie Club. We're not calling it Movie Book Club anymore. No, because the Movie Book Club doesn't make sense. (laughs) We're not reading a book. Wait, what if we had to watch a movie that was based off of a book? It's very specific. Mm. Movie Book Club. I hate it, I get what you're going for. No, no, no. So you know how you usually read the book first and then you watch the movie? Sure. Movie book club, you watch the movie first and then you read the book. And they just get really sad yeah. because the movie was so much worse. Yeah, that's like <clears throat> Ready Player One. See, but the movie's even good, you'd still be sad because the book is still so much better. Right, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, mean, a, I love how people like trash on Ready Player One, the oh, movie, because they just saw the movie. And it's like, the, the book's movie. good, too. Like, the book's actually good. A lot of the problems with the movie aren't even in the book. Yeah. So it yeah, was the, like... The movie, it... It did its job right. of putting 500 different properties into a movie and making it actually kind of work, but the yeah. book is the book I mean, is just... That was shocking that they got so many rights, honestly. Yeah, especially crazy. all the ones in the background, like yeah. the ones that you didn't really know were there. They yeah. just kind of showed up here and there. Exactly. I mean, with, with mega corporations, it kind of just happens. That's true. Uh, so, <laughs> now that we're back on... Movie club, your your project until the next podcast is to watch the Florida Project. This came out 2017, I think. It took a couple Oscar noms. It is included with Amazon Prime, so if you have Prime, you can watch it for free. Um, basically, it's kind of about a couple kids living down in like the sticks of Florida. I want to say it's outside of Orlando, but I can't remember where it is exactly. But um, the film is the darker side of their town and their area, but from the kid's perspective. So it kind of comes off as like harmless, but at us as adults watching it, we know what's actually happening. Yeah. It's interesting. So sounds cool. We will talk about it next episode. Feel free to let us know what you think of it. If you get a, if you finish it before the episode is right. So upcoming are spoilers for 1917. Is that what we're doing? No, we're going to talk about them casually first. Okay. And then, talk uh, and about then the spoilers. spoilers. Okay. We'll let you know when spoilers so are coming. Not, no spoilers yet, <laughs> but we'll let you know. So Take a quick break. Come on back. We'll talk about 
bigger movies we've seen recently. Of you cowboy bebop fans out there, oh. before prefacing this uh end of the break, Gumby tried introducing the three, two, one, let's jam and said, Let's go. So then we had to uh, break a little longer trying to uh very, get over that moment. Very sad, <laughs> I feel ashamed. <clears throat> Anyways, moving forward on to the in theater movies we've seen recently that we're going to be talking about, we are going to discuss them spoiler free completely clean just our opinions and what we liked about them and we'll let you know later on down the road and we'll actually start getting into spoilers with them yes so the first one on our list is 1917 let's figure out who actually directed that oh i know that was sam mendes i remember that wow <laughs> uh dp is roger deacons the man the myth the legend uh starring george mckay dean charles chapman Mark Strong, Andrew Scott, Richard Madden, and Claire. No, I, those people aren't really like. I guess that's fair. It. They kind of just show up. Yeah, it's realistically starring George uh, McKay, McKay and, and Dean, Dean Charles Chapman. Yeah, George McKay. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else, but jo- Dean Charles Chapman is Tommen in Game of Thrones. In case anyone, anyone was curious. Yeah. So overall, I really like this movie. Um, the it's like shot to look like one take. And I love that kind of style of movie or I love that. Like the feat it takes to do that, especially in a movie like this. Right. Yeah. It adds so (laughs) much to it. that We never, we never leave our main characters there with that. We were literally standing and running with them the whole time, the whole runtime. I think that the camera was probably on them the whole time. Like, I don't know if there was ever a time it well, I mean, a few times, maybe, but like, yeah. definitely, you're with the main characters. You're experiencing it w- through their eyes. You don't see, like, if they don't see something, you don't see it, yeah. kind of thing. We get, we get no additional perspective. Um, but I love movies like this. Uh, I lo- well, I love the feat just to try to do it, but it really works when it fits the movie. Like Birdman, um, did this kind of thing, and it fit because it was like a a theater movie so it's supposed to be like you know like a theater's kind of or a theater uh, a show what do you <laughs> a play there we go <laughs> <Okay>. wow <laughs> it's done in like one take i guess and so they were kind of doing that with birdman and this is i think just to add urgency because they're trying to get oh yeah it adds so much suspense to it for yeah. sure like so we should probably go into the summary a little bit um <laughs> So this is in World War One. Two British soldiers, Schofield and Blake, are given a seemingly impossible mission. In a race against time, they must cross enemy territory and deliver a message that will stop a deadly attack on hundreds of soldiers. Break eh, Blake's own brother among them. So, yeah, it's great. They're given a near impossible mission with a very, very limited timeline to go deep in enemy territory with a message. Yeah, and the general is basically like, I'm just sending two of you. It'll be faster that way. And it's literally two guys running through enemy territory. Like, Yeah, Chris Stuckman mentioned that mentioned in his review. It's one of those <laughs> movies that like every second they could have gotten shot. And yeah. the whole time you're thinking they're going to get shot. Like, yeah, it never there's never that moment of like, OK, we're calm. It's safe. We're good where we're at now. It's always OK. Now when are they gonna get shot? Yeah, I because love it. Just never stops. I'm pretty sure this is the the next. Wait, no, no, no. We saw Bombshell after, um, Uncut Gems, Good. but I saw this and Uncut Gems within a week of each other. I think, and they kind of were like the same movie, just different like <laughs> different themes, levels. Yeah. yeah, different reason for the suspense. The same level of suspense. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it was like, oh, 
I can't breathe. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here at the edge of my seat the whole time. Very uncomfortable, but you know. Worth it. Every, all, all 110 minutes worth it. Truly. That's it. It's kind of short. That's shorter than I thought that's it would be. happens when you have to do a one take movie. You're not going to make it any longer than you have to. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I heard that, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? I, I don't know. Bumberbatch. Uh. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch sat in that bunker for four, five months while they were doing uh, they had a re- all the takes. I, I keep redoing the takes. That's definitely how that was shot. Sat there waiting. No other way. Um, yeah, so that was good. Uh, we'll get more into that later. Wow, spoilers. Benedict Cumberbatch is in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Um, it's not really a spoiler, though. It him being in it, him to... being in it does not matter. It's kind of no, sh- he shows up as Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird that like it's kind of shocking that he is in the movie. And once you actually like, you're like, oh, huh? But you know, because yeah. it works. Um, next is Weathering with You, which this is the movie we mentioned earlier that is by the same guy that did Your Name, Your Name being. One of the best animated movies of all time, and Weathering with You puts up a fight, for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen Your Name, but from what I heard, this is definitely not as good, but still really good. Like, yeah, Your Name was too high of a bar to top, but this movie is among the greats of Studio Ghibli films still. Right. So, being Weathering with You, Weathering with You, directed by Marcoto Shin. Kai, I think I pronounced that right. Well, you threw an R in there, and there isn't. It's Makoto Shintai. Makoto Shinkai. Shinkai. Where did I throw that? You put Markoto. Oh. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> um, where was the oath? Uh, the summer of his high school freshman year, Horeka runs away from his remote island home to Tokyo and quickly finds himself pushed, in, pushed to his financial and personal limits. The weather is unusually gloomy and rainy every day, as if to suggest his future. He lives his days in isolation, but finally finds work as a writer for Mysterious Oculate magazine. Then one day, Hodaka meets Hina. Hina on a busy street corner. This bright and strong-willed girl possesses a strange and wonderful ability, the power to stop the rain and clear the sky. Yeah, this is great. Like... I haven't seen a lot of animated movies or anime movies, I guess. I've seen animated movies, but <laughs> this is probably one of the best. I mean, I guess I've only seen this in Tot- Totoro. Yeah. So, yeah, as far as Japanese anime goes, probably <laughs> yeah. it for you. I mean, I've seen like anime <clears throat> shows, but for movie, movie wise, your is, full repertoire. Yeah. yeah spoiler that isn't a spoiler. <laughs> I cried a lot in this movie. It's, it's really emotional and very much about Hina and Hotoro's character. Like, not falling in love per se, but falling in love. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel like this big romantic movie the whole time. No, it's, it feels it's, very realistic. Yeah. It, and it definitely like, feels like they're just growing really close. Yeah. Um, it, from the beginning, I was like just smiling because it looked so yeah, yeah. good. It's, it's arguably the best animation I've ever seen. It, there's, there's decisions they make. I think I pointed it out to you after we watched it where the two characters are like on top of a skyscraper and in animation, you don't really do pans or camera changes because it's so much work. Yeah. And they literally had the camera spin around the characters as yeah, a like focal 360 point. Yeah, like full rotation to like because you were looking at them from, from the camera's view and it rotated around behind them so you could see what they were seeing. And like it just looked incredible watching the is, whole city rotate around them. Yeah, and this is supposed to look 2D. Like, yeah, it was. All it probably 2D wasn't animation. made 2D. Like, at least that part. I mean, a lot of it looked like it yeah. was 2D, but it was crazy. They definitely put in way more work than they needed to oh, to make the shots sure. work so like it, well. Yeah, it look. It just you can really see they put the time in yeah. to make it's funny this calling look it a good. shot. Yeah, I mean, it still is, but yeah. It still counts, but there was no camera. So, definitely would recommend this. Um, it's th- still in theaters. It's actually one of the few Japanese animated movies in a long time that, like, it had its limited Fathom event <coughs> that, like, one or two nights 
right. in January, they are like, oh, on January 15th and January 16th, come see this movie. Yeah. And then it's gone forever until it comes out on DVD. Whereas right now, it's still in theaters. Yeah. I think they might have just picked it up because of the reception January of it. sucks. Well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one sees movies in January. But it did really well, and I hope it keeps doing it. I hope this is a change of trend where, like, American audiences actually get exposure to Japanese movies, yeah. Japanese animated movies. Because it would be better off for sure. They're just so good. Um, and then Just Mercy, which I haven't seen, but I had the pleasure of seeing this one. I um, oh, I also forgot to throw in the actual list. It's Parasite under the same. Oh. I saw Parasite and Just Mercy the same day, and. I'm just going to summarize them both kind of quickly. Um, I was bummed that I watched Just Mercy second because yeah. I had to leave Parasite <laughs> and go expose myself to something else and not just absorb Parasite. That's fair. Um, but Just Mercy is the movie with um, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx, where Jamie Foxx is one of many people on death row and Michael B. Jordan is working with an organization to fight for the ones that can't fight for themselves or can't afford to be fought for. And it was emotional, wonderful. And it reminded me a lot of Adam McKay movies, which he made vice. And uh, what was the other one? Big short, big short. Yeah. Where you kind of just get sickened by the way the world works around us. Mm -hmm. But the difference in just mercy is it ends well, unlike all the Adam McKay movies that end on a very sour note. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But uh, Parasite is the other one, which is this is the um, Korean movie that has gotten a bunch more Oscar nominations than than any foreign film, any foreign probably film. ever. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen the stats, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know if a, a foreign film has ever actually been even nominated for Best Picture. Yet I alone. believe Spirited Away was okay. I think it was. That would make sense. I'm, I'm with you on this. This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. It, and it's definitely never happened out of Korea. Yeah, no. no um, yeah, this is. But this movie is kind of unlike anything I've ever seen. It it There isn't a genre that it fits under because it has gotten some great dark comedy. It is definitely a suspense thriller for an hour. <laughs> yeah. And like, sure, it's not an action film. I'll give right. you that. <laughs> it doesn't qualify for that. But well, like, do they walk in the movie? They walk. That's, yeah. That might There's be some action. rain sequences. Yeah. And yeah, no, you're right. It's an action movie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's like in every genre. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just one of those movies that like I, I can't get too much into it without spoiling some of the magic. So it's take take everyone's word on it that it is that fantastic. And if you can get around to it, see it. And I sadly have not seen it yet. So I. We're not doing a spoiler review. <laughs> Has it fully escaped theaters yet? Not I yet. don't think so. I'm going to try to see it tomorrow. I think I can try to see it tomorrow at AMC. Okay. So hopefully early enough matinee or something. I don't know. I Yeah. If I can hit it before work, we'll see. So that's it for our brief summaries of the movies we've seen. Um, now we're going to kind of close the podcast for everyone who doesn't want to be spoiled or hasn't seen the movies we're going to be talking about. Um, so we're going to get into kind of what we've been into this week outside of movies and TV. Look, I dubbed this as local news with Gumby and okay, Joe. Local news. And he shot me down, but I just said it anyways. So now it's local, local news, news with Gumby and Joe. <laughs> so Joe, you're welcome is, for forcing this onto the podcast. What is your local news? My local news is I got my ass kicked in soccer tonight. We lost, I think, four to one. Oh, God. <laughs> but, hey, this team lose, lost every game last year. So the fact that we won last week and tied the week before yeah. and lost today, I am not mad about That's this at all. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. um, other than soccer, I've got a new pop haul, which for those of you that probably don't know being probably everyone that listens to this isn't going to know. I collect yeah. those little Funko pop figures that I hope most people have seen at this point. Yeah. And by collect, I mean like really collect. I have almost 200 of them at this point, but uh, I picked up a new batch of like 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. last <laughs> week. It, it was kind of bad. It was one of those things where like 
We just stopped by a couple places because we usually check just to see if there's like newer stuff or hidden stuff, or whatever. And we found a bunch of stuff that was on sale and I wanted that were on my list. And here I am with 10 pops. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I, so was it last weekend? Or no, was it this weekend? You are staring off in the sky. I this didn't. weekend started today. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Uh, last weekend, I did uh, Magic the Gathering pre-release. I'm kind of into that, mm. and that was a lot of fun. I ended up going two and one and one, kind that, of. That groan I just let out was because I missed it. Yeah. Not because, I, not because he went. This guy <laughs> made plans, and then, oh, you got a family they, they dinner. They rescheduled the whole thing so that I could go, and then I had plans that came up that, like, the week before, and I had to not go at all. Yeah, stupid. Which, because of the weather, we like we, we barely even went. Like, oh, my gosh. Three people showed up. It wasn't even, like, the 12 people that were supposed to they be there. didn't have to go. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so I, did a, I, did pr- I did better than I thought I was going to. I had some really good pulls, and, uh, yeah, I ended up winning two and then losing one and then kind of tying one me and the guy ended up like splitting some packs because it would have we had got we got more packs because one of us actually lost because we ran out of time so we were going to tie anyways and we would have just not gotten many packs so um do people play so that it ties instead of them losing yeah maybe it's if you're gonna it's better it's better to tie than lose but you can't really abuse it because you have to make a move every few seconds. So if you run out of time, it's mostly just because the game is just actually dragging on and gotcha. that not that you're trying to waste time. Um, and then just tap one mana, wait a few seconds, tap another one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a few seconds, I mean, tap another one. You could, and then but use the mana to play the card. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> also, uh, related to card games, I got into legends of rune Terra Terra. I don't know how to pronounce it. Runeteria. From the world of League of Legends. Yeah, it's basically a League of Legends card game. It's kind of fun. I like their business model where they don't sell you packs. They sell you like wild cards and you can only buy like you can only spend like 15 bucks a week on wild cards. The important thing is it's not as toxic as League is. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, there's no chat. It's just a card game. Yeah, there's no chat. It's 1v1. Good stuff. It's fun so far. I've played a few hours and I liked it so far. Yeah, so that's the end of the podcast for anyone who doesn't want to listen to spoilers. Um, and these spoilers are just about those last few movies we talked about. Well, just 1917 and Weathering with you, because oh, I haven't seen the last two. True. So we'll do 1917 first, and then Weathering with you after that. For those of you that are not sticking around, I'm Joe. And I'm Gumby. And thanks for listening. I hope to see you again. Next time for Movie Book Club. (laughs) Movie Book Club. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay. And hi to those that want spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the... You didn't leave, but welcome back anyways. So, this is actually not the spoiler uh, review. We're going to tell you all the secrets about the world. Yeah, we, we organized this entire podcast just... To Release reveal secrets. the secrets of anything you can imagine. <laughs> yes, everything. We know everything. <laughs> we are the Illuminati. Okay. No, but actually, uh, 1917. Um, spoiler review. Uh, so, kind of talked about that before. Um, the craziest thing. So, this is a big spoiler, kind of, because so, it is a spoiler review. Um, the one guy just dies. 20 minutes into the movie. It was longer than okay. that. Okay. Yeah, I, think I guess. The explosion in the tunnel was 20 minutes into the movie. From okay, the fair. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> that was nuts. That was to nuts. Me. Yeah. <laughs> when that rat demoed that whole thing, I thought that guy was dead. Yeah. I thought it was over. One guy's already dead. Good luck on your own now. And then he digs him out and dragged him out blind. <laughs> that was crazy. And the the moment you saw that they tripped or the rat was gonna trip the line, you're like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> the um, rat itself was a jump scare <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it landed. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so he the, the so that was kind of cool that they did that where you thought one guy was gonna die and then the other guy ends up dying. Yeah, getting shot, which is so stupid. I don't know. Shot, stabbed or. Yeah, he got stabbed by yeah, the, when they the, saved the pilot, pilot, which is stupid. He's saving the pilot, and then it's like, 
Yeah. Okay. I, I get it. I, get it. I mean, yeah. in that situation, you just saved the pilot from not burning alive in this trapped plane. Like, yeah. there's there's a sense of human decency that everyone is in agreement here that, hey, I know you're my enemy, but you were just going to burn in front of me. So I saved you. Don't kill me. And then he killed him. And, anyway. they, and they died. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was weird that he, I guess, maybe cared that much about his country. I don't know. Um, and then what else they weren't Nazis yet. Yeah. Oh, true. They weren't <laughs> Nazis the first time. So, apparently still. Anyways. <clears throat> okay. Um, I forgot that Germany would just be like that. <laughs> you can't. See, everyone talked about World <clears throat> War Three happening, but, like, Germany didn't do anything, so it's not going to happen. It clearly can't be going it can't on. can't happen. If, if Germany wasn't involved, yeah. then. Um, the. Oh, speaking of Benedict Cumberbatch earlier, <laughs> that was. Agreed, a very surprising moment. And yeah, it just kind of at the end of the movie, <clears throat> just kind of pops up, be like, "Hey, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch." <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, no, he said, I, "Hey, I'm Doctor Strange." Hey, Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh, we're using our made-up no, names. Hey, I'm I'm Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> and I'm playing Doctor Strange. <laughs> Starts floating. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, like his character, I, I was actually a little worried because earlier on when they met. Whatever the guy's name is, that's a little more of a bigger name. Like the first time you come across a big name. Oh right. And he talked about when you, when you when you see. No, not the, in the bunker. Oh. When, on the trucks, the guy with the cane. Oh, I don't remember what his act, what know. the actor's name is. Um, he was talking about how when the kid dr- delivers the note, to make sure they. Oh, Mark Strong. That's what it was. When when the kids deliver the note. To Benedict Cumberbatch's character, who was like the captain of that of the front line that like was it? They were sent I to didn't save. think it was him. I thought it was someone else. Who wasn't him? I didn't think that. Oh, was the guy that they're delivering the message to Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, it was his character. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, he's the one that needed the note and the message to call off the whole thing because he oh. was the highest in command at okay. that line. Yeah, and so they and he oh, right, he was right. kind of saying like. When you meet with him, make sure there are witnesses. Make sure there are multiple people that will yeah. be there for when he knows this so that he doesn't just say, fuck off and go through with it anyways. Yeah. You know, and I think he said something along the lines of like, some men are here just to kill anyways. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of disappointed because that never ended up mattering. No. Like, that was kind of, it felt like an important line of like, this might be a problem. Be yeah. ready for this to be a problem. And when it finally happened, it wasn't. There was there no were concern. Plenty of people in that room. Yeah, and Benedict Cumberbatch's character, like once he actually read the note, he didn't seem to even hesitate. Of like, hmm, maybe we kill them anyways. But instead, it was like, no, we have to call this off. Like, yeah, he I, very much accepted the fate immediately. It's like almost the writers wanted to go one way, and then they didn't end up going that way at the end. Yeah, which was kind of I actually another thing about it. I think it's fair. Yeah, like, I think at that point you don't need another level of suspense. You don't need another step of oh, the commander yeah. now just turning down the whole thing. That's like, fair. Oh, you've you were, gone you this got whole there. adventure. You made it, and the captain's <laughs> like, mm, "Nah, we're gonna go anyways." Yeah, like, I, it's like, but then like on the other hand, should have should that captain even have told the main character that he needed witnesses? Cause like edit suspense, but it's also yeah. False no, I agree. Suspense. Yeah, take take that line out. Yeah, you can still give advice on the way out there, whatever like that. As as Mark Strong's character, but I agree. Like that line seemed so important to not matter at all. Yeah. Um, one thing about we we're talking about earlier is like the suspense of this movie. I almost didn't feel as like on the edge of cut jumps because. I assumed they weren't both going to die and the movie was just going to end. We're on cut gems. Anything could have happened and the movie still could have kept going. You know? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. Because I don't know if I ever got that impression. Maybe it would seem like it was a successful war mission kind of thing. For this movie? I mean, I just... For 1917. Like, most war movies with, are like that. I think that's where I... I just... Just I like the way movies are... I yeah. assumed it was because I think out. the difference with uncut gems is you didn't know what the hell was happening. Most of the movie. That's fair. Whereas <laughs> in 1917, anything could have happened, but you were under the impression that this had to go, this had to succeed. Yeah. They were going to struggle to get there, but it had to succeed. Right. 
Whereas in Uncut Gems, you didn't know. That's what I'm saying. How, yeah, no, you I guess just, that's fair. You don't know what I, the heck's going on. I guess I'm just I'm just saying that like that was your perspective. I don't yeah. think I ever got to the point where I just assumed it was going to work and that this was going to happen kind of thing. Yeah. But I also knew that when certain things happened, there was no way it was the end. Like when he got knocked out, like when he was alone, crossed the bridge, fought the guy in the house and they both shot each other. Oh, yeah. And got his helmet clipped off kind of thing. Like. I knew that could not be the end. Right. There was no way it was going to stop there. That was a there. stupid, that would be a stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> movie immersion ruined. Yeah. Just. Anyways, I think time to move to the next one, I think. Yeah. Or do you have more to say? So, no, that's good for that. So we're moving on to weathering with you. If you haven't seen this yet or you don't want it spoiled, please leave. Bye-bye. I'm going home to see my mother. And all my loved ones who've gone on, I'm only going over Jordan. I'm only going over home. All right, now into weathering with you. Um, so we got kind of blessed with this one. Uh, at the end of the movie with the like weird fathom event we got to go to, they included like a 20 minute director message, I guess, where like they interviewed him to some degree, which allowed us to get like his insight on some of the big moments and what inspired the movie and that kind of stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. He said like a big theme of the movie was climate change, which was really interesting. Kind of, I, I guess I don't know. The message was definitely there, but it definitely didn't seem like something I thought he was focusing on. Yeah, it wasn't the goal by any means, especially because like the flooding of Tokyo was not caused by outside sources. It was caused by them. Yeah. Like they flooded Tokyo. Yeah. But it's also kind of symbolic that humans are flooding our planet. Yeah. (laughs) It, It was definitely interesting where he was saying how they kind of the main characters kind of ignored what is right and what they should have done for almost selfish reasons. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and he even said like some people are going to criticize the decision of, well, screw Tokyo, screw the world that we live in. I just want to be with you and we're going to make this work. I don't care if it rains. And after that happened, it rained for decades. Yeah. Like it just didn't stop raining. <laughs> yeah. Like at the end of the movie, Tokyo is literally like a few islands. Basically. Yeah. It was just with like gone. pillars of buildings coming out of the water. Like it's gone. Yeah. It was, I don't know. In that and sense, it, it was really I interesting. Mean, it's, it's, I don't know. Cause Given the characters that they were, one being the sunshine girl that felt like the world was kind of against her, and then the other being this runaway who couldn't give a damn about anything going on other than his own sustainability, I guess. Yeah, his own basically. Survival. He just wanted, he just didn't and want he to live with his parents anymore, didn't want to live at home. He yeah, wanted to live in Tokyo. They both found someone that either allowed them to be who they wanted to be or gave them the escape they needed. Yeah. And gave them the opportunity to be who they wanted to be. It didn't matter. And so that was, that was probably why the big moment happened the way it did is they were, <clears throat> he, well, I should say Hadoka himself specifically chose <laughs> to do whatever he needed to, to keep her around. Yeah. This is a great movie. Definitely would recommend it. Anything else to say on that? Oh, I think that's it for me. All right. Well, that's it for the spoiler reviews. Yeah, I forget we're only watching two movies. No. We're covering two movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, it took three takes to talk about that weather room with you because my roommates very abruptly interrupted multiple times. Yeah, it'd be like that. So, sorry if it was lackluster compared to the 1917 we one. Got, we did it three times. Yeah, we got distracted a few times. <laughs> so, so we made it through. Yeah. So that's about it. I'm going to go get McDonald's. Do I get to get McDonald's? I guess if you want McDonald's. I'll probably end up driving, so I better get McDonald's. You could could come get McDonald's if you really want McDonald's. What do you mean I could come? You're inviting me to drive you to get McDonald's? Yeah, I guess. Thank you so much. No problem. I greatly appreciate it. Anytime. So, 
I've been Gumby, as they say. I've been and still am, Joe. I mean, that's what they say. I don't know. It, it is weird, but they do say that in, like, things. That doesn't change that it's weird, though. I guess that's fair. <clears throat> English be like that sometimes. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, okay. Bye-bye. See, see you, you next time. Later.